Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you and praise you for this opportunity to gather together, Father, to worship you and to fellowship with each other. Father, we pray that everything done and said today will be to the upbuilding of your kingdom and an advancement of your message on this earth. And we give you the praise and honor and the glory for it. In Jesus' most precious name, amen. <clears throat> so um, this lady was in the doctor's office and all of a sudden the door swung open and she goes stomping down the hallway and it was a younger doctor and an older doctor and the older doctor saw her and he goes to her and she, she's enraged and she's just fussing and ranting and raving and he's trying to calm her down and he says, just sit down, just calm down, just calm down. And so he talks to the lady for just a second and he storms down the hallway into the room where the younger doctor is sitting with his notepad and he's writing some notes and he said, Miss Terry has been coming to this office most of her life. She is 71 years old. She has four kids, seven grandkids, and a great-grandkid on the way. And you told her she was pregnant. Have you lost your mind? And the younger doctor, without looking up, said, Does she still have the hiccups? <laughs> Come on, it was funnier than that. <clears throat> Bet she don't have the hiccups anymore. All right, so... Um, Man, let me tell you, this, this sermon would look really tough to preach about 25, 30 minutes ago, an hour ago, because it was, looked like I was going to preach it to me, and I'm sure glad y'all showed up, all right? So I, I, I actually referenced this the other day, and it's been on my heart, and, it, and it's, it's, really, it's really tough, and it, it's something that it mostly doesn't apply to you. It applies to... Those people that sit right there and those people that sit right there and those people that sit right there and right there, right? And so it's a, it's a back to church, right? On whatever social media thing or whatever, you can't go in Walmart or anywhere that is not back to school, plastered everywhere. And you see pictures of little kids in their uniforms or their new clothes or their new shoes and backpacks and everybody is celebrating back to school. Now... I'm just going to tell you, I think school is important, right? My kids are still in school. We'll be in school for a few more years. Praise God, right? But I'm going to tell you, at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, when the dust settles, whether or not you know the Pythagorean theorem or not, and whether or not you have Jesus as your personal Savior, one is really not going to matter, and one really is going to matter. A squared plus B squared equals C squared is important, but it's not as important that he died for my sins on the cross, was buried for three days, and rose again to save me. Now, one, you can learn, and we're going to celebrate with shiny shoes and new book bags and take all the pictures, and the other we kind of take for granted. <clears throat> you know, I hope I can do this. Does anybody know what Sunday in American history had the most people ever recorded in church? Does anybody know? The Sunday after September the 11th in 2001. The Sunday after one of the most horrific attacks that ever took place was one of the most attended Sundays in American history. It is actually the most attended Sunday in American history. Anybody know what the least attended Sunday is? The first Sunday in April of 2020. COVID. Everybody stopped. 
Both were serious attacks on the United States and on God's people. One, we responded in attendance and praise and worship and prayer. The other, we stayed home in our pajamas. Now, I'm not saying that we didn't do what we were supposed to do. I'm not saying that we did wrong. I'm just saying where we are right now is a byproduct of the first Sunday in April of 2020. Because really and truly, if you are old enough to remember September 11th, 2001, we said we will never forget, ever forget, ever. I think the generation before that was some day in December, right, that will live forever. Y'all know what day that is? Yeah, yeah. Some airplanes and some stuff, right? But what happens is, is us humans allow our environment to change what's going on. Now, I can honestly say that I came to church the Sunday before September 11th in 2001 and the one after that and the one after that. It didn't change my attendance. But a lot of people, it allowed a circumstance to give an influx to come into church. On the contrary, I also was in church the first Sunday of April. Actually, I was not. I think we were recording on Saturday night in, in 2020. We were recording on Saturday night to where it could be uploaded and done and ready to go and be on the internet at 1030 on Sunday morning. So I'm challenging us to have a back-to-church event. <clears throat> so to be fitting, I want to have a back-to-church event on September the 17th this year. It's the first Sunday after 9-11. Gives you a month to find a reason not to be here. I mean, it gives you a month to figure out why you should be here. And I want us to have a dinner in the church, right? And I want everybody to attend. I want you to go ahead and look at your schedule and figure out what you don't have to do that day and X that day out. Like it's your grandmama's birthday or, or the first day of school or the first day of deer season or whatever day is Christmas day and you've got to go to grandmama's house. September the 17th, I think it's the 17th. Anybody agree to that? It's the 17th, the Sunday after 9-11. It is? Oh, right, give me a thumbs up. Okay, so the 17th of September, everybody's coming to church. Everybody. And listen, we're going to get into Word in just a second. It's imperative for you to come to church for you. But also, it is imperative for you to come to church for the body of Christ. <clears throat> y'all ever, and I know you have, but you, you're probably not going to raise your hand, but y'all remember those like um, Holy Week services, pre-COVID, Sunday night? Y'all ever been in any of them? Y'all ever been in, some of y'all been in them, right? Y'all ever heard the praise and worship? At a Holy Week service, pre-COVID, in this building on Sunday night. It's good. It's not good. It's fantastic. It is unbelievable. Anybody know why? The same people lead the singing. Same folks play the piano. We sing pretty near the same songs. It's audience participation changes the game. It is completely different to when we show up and we participate in worshiping God. That's what's required. Now, 
I just hear it booming. I, well, I can't sing and I do the best I can. I get it. Fine. Be attentive. Move your mouth. Act like you want to be here. I'm sure your neighbors don't mind if you don't sing, if you really can't sing. It's okay. Make a joyful noise, just quietly. Just li little quietly. Stephen, quietly. Little noise. But the reason that praise and worship is so fantastic on those days is because the church pews are full and everybody there has one goal and one mission and it's to praise God and it's to worship God in one accord. How amazing would it be that if we showed up with the mindset to go there to worship God? It's crazy. Y'all ever been to a, like a sporting event to where your favorite team was playing? And then that first, I mean, Clemson fans, y'all can bear with me for just a second. When the first couple of notes of 2001 start and you see 80-something thousand people go absolutely crazy and you go, it's electric. How about if when we got here and went to church, when we heard the first couple bars of the first praise and worship song, that everybody was excited and electric and wanted to stand up and do their part? You know, don't they, where they like cheer from one side and then cheer back from the other side? You know what I'm talking about? But, I mean, y'all look at me like I'm crazy, but... Y'all ever heard Andy Griffith explain what football was? Two bunches of people sitting across a cow pasture staring at each other? I mean, that's really what it is, right? It's a bunch over here and a bunch over there, and they're staring at each other. And Andy Griffith said, them fellers fell over that pumpkin all day long. And I don't know why, because they kicked it and throwed it down, and they couldn't bust it. Right? That's what football is. There's two, 12 people, I mean, two sets of 11 people fighting over a pumpkin. And we get real excited over it. But the living God, the person that we have a, the being that we have a relationship with, the being that sent his son in the flesh to die for our sins, he, there's, not a better, there's not a better thing that you can do for anybody ever than introduce them into salvation ever. You can be their lifelong companion, their best friend, their, their bank, their whatever. And if they don't have the salvation that comes from Jesus, you're worthless to them. Maybe not on this earth, but this is just a vapor. So the gathering together of saints, in Hebrews it says that we shouldn't forsake the gathering together of saints. And I said it the other day in casual conversation, but church is the easiest habit to break. I don't know if you ever had a habit. Like, I had a, I had a habit. I was drinking somewhere between 7 and 10 Mountain Dews every day. Every day. Now I don't drink any. But it was like I was drinking them hot out the box. I mean, wait for the first one to get cold, but then Mountain Dews every day, every day, every day, every day. And it finally got to a place to where, wait a minute, I don't need this. And I broke that habit, but it didn't, it didn't just happen. But if you miss church this Sunday, and then next Sunday, and then like one more Sunday, whew, you used to go to church. This is a very easy habit to break. And I don't know what it is. 
It's the best Sunday morning is the best morning to go have a late breakfast. It's the best morning to walk on the beach. It's the best morning to go fishing. It's the best morning, right? It just seems like to sleep in. I don't sleep in. I don't sleep in at all. I don't sleep in. Most of the time, my eyes are open by five minutes to six at the latest. That is, I have slept in at five minutes to six. This morning at eight o'clock, Chris is like, you going to wake up? And I'm like, oh, baby, I might get up in a minute. It's the easiest day to sleep in. Anybody know why that's a fact? Because the environment around you is controlled by the God of this world and his worst nightmare, his worst fear is for you to show up and to get involved and start to develop a relationship with God and start to worship God and start to be the person in Christ that you're supposed to be. But you can't do that unless you show up. Now I know you can watch it on TV. I get it. Y'all ever watch fishing on TV? You ever watch fishing on TV? It's pretty terrible. I can't feel him bite. I don't know where they're fishing at. I can't tell if he's, you know, really getting a bite or if they photoshopped it. You know what I mean? Think about watching fishing on TV. Like you just get up in the morning and put your fishing outfit on and go sit on the couch and turn on fishing. Is that relaxing for y'all? Yet I know plenty of folks who do the same thing and get them a bowl of cereal and sit down on the couch and watch church. Now when you're fishing, there are smells and feels and it's the whole thing, right? It's the experience. You, can, you get out there and you enjoy the soft breeze and the water and it's calming. It's nice in person. In person, it has more value. In, poor, in person, it has more experience. Now, I'm not saying if you can't come to church next Sunday because whatever, you have to work or, you know, something's going on. I get it. Please, watch it on TV. Please. But if you ain't got something going on that you can't get out of and you ain't coming to church, that's the problem I got. Sitting on the couch because I didn't feel like getting dressed. We, we got to make this. The Bible says that where your treasure is also, your, also will be where your heart is. Jesus says that in Matthew 6. It's getting tougher to support now. But how many of y'all like that really like football? Just let your team play and y'all don't keep up with it. You don't, you don't turn it on. You don't go watch it. You don't listen to it on the radio. I mean, I, I'm, I'm real dumb. When I was a little tiny kid, right, me and Charlie would be in the yard throwing the football all, all day, getting ready for South Carolina to come on the radio to, to hear Bob Fulton explain where somebody's grandmama lived because he didn't really pay attention to the game a whole bunch. But I, I, I didn't miss a game. It was so important to me that we would stand in the yard, like it's third and three, and they up on the line, and everybody's ready, and we like listening to the radio with bated breath. How if we treated church that way? Just tell you, I don't know if there's anybody on either one of y'all's football teams or 
any of the numerous football teams that we support that know who you are, that care who you are, that care if you watch, that care if you ever go back. But God cares about you. He wants you saved. He wants you healed. He wants you delivered. He wants you to be prosperous, right? Now, who do you want to support? There's a funny story, and I think it's funny. Uh, some years ago, the Braves traded Andrelton Simmons. And if y'all don't watch baseball, you don't know who Andrelton Simmons is. At the time, he was the best shortstop in Major League Baseball. wasn't really close. And they traded him for two Major League pitchers, I mean, um, relief minor league pitchers that you've never heard of, who never made anything. And they just gave him away. And at the time, Crystal and I were watching the Braves like five, six, seven nights a week. Every game, all the time. That's all we watched. We're watching the Braves. And when they traded Simmons, I was devastated. He was my favorite player. I walked outside, and I took my Braves hat, and I squirted it down with lighter fluid, and I videoed me burning that hat and sent it to the Braves to express my disdain and make sure that they understood that they had lost a fan. I still won't watch the Braves play on TV, but you know they don't care. They didn't respond and say, Robbie, we're so sorry that we gave away your best player. We're so upset that we hurt your feelings. We should have asked you first. They didn't care. But I can promise you that somebody cares whether or not you're sitting in that seat. I promise. If it ain't nobody but me, I care whether or not you show up or not. I care, not for me. Because, listen, we, we used to, me and Mr. Bill used to count every Sunday. We counted people. Way back when, me and Lane Barnett counted over there when, in the old building, and we had a log in the, a calendar that we wrote down the attendance every Sunday because that was important to Granddaddy. And so post-COVID, it really started bothering me, right, a affecting me. Being concerned, I lost some hair over it. No, I really didn't. But it, but it was concerning. And I was praying one day, and God said, why are you counting? Well, I'm counting because I want to do what you want me to do. Can you make them come? Can you make them show up? Can you make them want to be close to me? Well, actually, no. I mean, I control a couple of those that sit over there in the back corner, but I don't really, really control them. I kind of give them some suggestions. <laughs> sometimes they listen, sometimes they don't. But it's important to you. It's important to you to show up and hear God's Word. It's important to you to be part of a congregation, to be part of the family, to be part of the body of Christ. And you can say, well, I can be part of the body of Christ and stay home. I get it. What I want y'all to do is next week, pick which part of your body you want to leave home, and you bring the rest to church. Tell me how that works out for you. Now, I ain't talking about toenails and nose hair, because you can leave them home. But the rest of the body that's important to you, you tell me which part you're going to leave home. See, Jesus said, I'm the vine and you're the branches. Tell me how many trees you can take and plant in the ground and, and leave the vine here and take the branches over there. Branches has got to be with the vine. 
Now, I'm not saying if you don't come to church every Sunday, you go into hell. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying for you to be the best Christian that you're supposed to be, you should not forsake the gathering together of fellow believers. That you should be part of the body of Christ. For us to be in tune, worshiping God together in one accord. There it is. I'm dividing you to branches. If you remain in me and I will in you and you'll bear much fruit. It's part of the body of Christ. It's part of the body of Christ. The, the, and, and if you don't like hearing me preach and that's the reason you don't come to church, go somewhere else. There are other folks. There are plenty of other folks. If Charleston is the holy city, St. Stephen is the holy city times 10. We have way more churches per capita than anybody around here. Way, 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 way more. In fact, if you close the door on a building for just a minute, a church will be there next week. We have plenty of churches. So if you don't like how we do it here, if you don't like the songs, or you don't like how we sing, or you don't like, you know, that me or anybody, fine, fine. Go church somewhere else. Just go. It's imperative for you to show up in person. Can't fish on TV. I, I've been places like we went to Jesse Duplantis' leadership conference in, in Louisiana. And have you ever watched Jesse on TV? Jesse is very entertaining and, and, and a man of God. But when you walk in the room and you hear the praise and worship and you're part of the service and you see the altar call and you see the gifts of the spirit move it is a completely different experience than watching a 22 minute clip with counting the commercials in that 30 minute section and some of y'all lying to me anyway because you say well i watched it on facebook well y'all don't know is that i can go back and see how many people fully watched it and most of y'all watch about four and a half to five minutes and go all right i heard enough of that click I don't make up the numbers. Facebook gives them to me. I'm just saying. To be part of the body of Christ is to be in attendance. And to be, and, and look, you don't got to like everybody. Look at the people Jesus hung around with. Tax collectors and prostitutes and all of these not so nice guys. In fact, the church people didn't even like him hanging out with those people. Hugged them in. He loved on them. And see, that's the problem, right? In today's world, there is a either it happened from some well-meaning guy that did it right here, or somebody who said something about somebody that you have to be. Straight and clean and nice and perfect and all of that stuff before you can walk in the door. And it is, couldn't be further from the truth. And I know I've used the example before, but not going to church because there are imperfect people in the church is like not going to the gym because there were fat people there. It don't, the logic don't work. If you care enough about what's going on, you're in attendance. And if you're in attendance... Man, it is just, whew. and if you want to be in the click, I can tell you how to be in the click. It's pretty easy. It's really, really easy. Next time there is an event, 
stay afterwards and help clean up the tables and chairs and wash down the dishes and wipe down the kitchen, take out the trash, you will automatically be adopted into the clique. The clique is getting old. No offense, clique people. We need a new clique. We need that new revolution coming to where our young people want to put church first and not, well, I don't have anything else I want to do probably would make mama happy if we went to church on Sunday. I reckon if there's nothing else. On the contrary, it should be first on the list. It should be what we, where our treasure is, our heart is also. Our salvation is in him. We can't spend an hour and 15 or 20 minutes I mean, look, look, we do church pretty quick. I mean, I know, I know plenty of folks that, I mean, the guy that stands up here speaks for 45 minutes to an hour and a half. Now, I could go to that if y'all want me to, but I really think this 29 to 32 minutes is much more effective. I don't like to see this. And y'all don't do that a bunch. Like, oh, now Savannah is timing me, so she'll tell me how long I went in a minute. But we do church pretty quick. We're pretty efficient at it. And I'm going to give you all a little secret. And I, I'm rambling now, but I'll give you all a little secret. If, if you think that we start a little bit late, if y'all would show up a little bit earlier, we would start on time. We waiting on y'all. We love y'all. We want y'all to be part. I found out this week, or yesterday, actually talking to my mama, that she feels like she's not late. If she's not the last person to sit down. I'm just saying, it's at 1030 most of the time. And the more y'all that show up, the earlier to start. Now, I love y'all. And I want us as a group, as a family, as the body of Christ to come together and have a thirst for God's word. And have a thirst for fellowship and for worshiping God. Because that's important to us. The Bible says that we enter into his gates with thanksgiving and praise. We, we need to do that. But it can't be forced. I can't make you want to show up. I can't make you want to worship God. I can't force you to want to do. But I'll encourage you and I'll love on you and I'll do anything I can to help. It is imperative for you as an individual to make the decision that I'm going to celebrate going back to church. Back to school is cool. I mean, can you imagine having a little placard saying, Robbie's 47th year in the church, starting over, back to school. Whatever else y'all write on the bottom of it, likes, dislikes, heights, whatever. I don't know what all y'all are. Favorite snack? Chicken wings. I mean, you know... Can you imagine having a back? We might have a back to church photo shoot. But, but listen, I really want us to celebrate coming back to God. In the times that we live in, it is most certainly time to be back in God's presence. It is most certainly a time to where we need to come together and fellowship and worship and be part of the body of Christ. The woo has never been like it is right now. And the enemy is attacking you on every angle and every TV commercial and everything and movie and every way you can come up with. 
we're going to celebrate back to church. So if you're watching on TV or on the internet or you're sitting in the pew or you listen to it on the podcast or if your mama comes home and tells you, September the 17th, we're going to have a back to church celebration. And we'll figure out what kind of food we're going to eat and all that jazz. If you've got any ideas, I'll take them. We're going we're gonna to celebrate coming back to church. All the people, the kids, the grandkids, the nieces, the nephews, the neighbor, the cousins, everybody. Because, not because it makes my ego better, not because it, we don't need your money, it's because we need you because of you. We need you to have that relationship. We need you to be in tune with who God wanted you to be. I can't fulfill your obligations, only mine. We are here to bolster and encourage and love on <clears throat> and build up back to church. All right? I'm going to put it on Facebook. I'm gonna... <laughs> back to church, September 17th. And every Sunday before then, too, please, and after then would be awesome. But we're going to celebrate it on September the 17th in honor of the greatest day ever when they, the most people ever in the church in the United States of America, we're going to celebrate that again with the biggest crowd we've had in years, ever, ever in this building. How about that? All right, let's pray. Father God, we just thank you and praise you for this day, Father. We just lift these people up to you right now in the name of Jesus. We just thank you and praise you for your word, and we pray that it will go out and will not return void. In Jesus' most precious name, amen.